0: Good afternoon everybody and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast from Shemaine's Model Health. For those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals, I am Shemaine Linney. I'm a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert and I am very grateful to have you back here with me for this last week of November 2018. This will be the last kind of live podcast that I record because as we move into December, I will be reposting some of last Christmas's podcast to help people kind of navigate through Christmas and eating and just kind of mitigating some of the negative effects that Christmas can have on our health and waste. So I hope you really enjoy this podcast and I'll see you then back in January 2019 for some more live, fresh, new podcasts. So this week we're looking at good bacteria and obesity. So I'll try my best to keep this short and sweet um, But if I do go on a little bit more, it's because I feel that the information will benefit you. So, obesity or metabolic disease is influenced by both genes and lifestyle. And we know this. This is not new news. However, the genes in the human microbiome or the gut also play an important role. And to some people, that really is news. It has been known for decades that gut bacteria synthesize essential vitamins and amino acids and help degrade toxins. And during the past decade, it has become clear that the influence of the microbiome, so that's all over your body, the bacteria all over your body, not just in your gut, um, can have a profound effect on your health, even more so than what we thought. From the minute you are born, each human coexists with microbes or bacteria. By the time Each of us reaches adulthood, those bacteria are colonized um, by many more microbial cells than the rough in and about 13 trillion human cells that we have. So we have a lot more microbial cells than we do human cells. More important, these bacteria cells, the microbiota, collectively have exponentially more genes than human cells do they have around 250 to 800 times more genes than our human cells do so they when you think about that our bacteria have a lot more going on or they've a bigger say in our body than we do Um, Many genes in the human microbiome generate proteins, including hormones, neurotransmitters, and molecules of inflammation that can enter um, your circulation, so blood circulation, and affect your health. So in light of this, it's reasonable to question whether the genes of the microbiome might play a greater role in our health than our own human genes do. Recent evidence suggests that the microbiome may affect the probability of many major diseases, including obesity and diabetes. So, Gut bugs drive metabolic disease. And you say, how could my bacteria in my gut or in my belly cause me to be obese? Well, first, bacteria could influence the calories that the body absorbs. Um, body weight is not affected by the calories that are ingested, but rather by the calories that are absorbed. So take that in. And the type of calories that absorb... dependent on the type of bacteria you have. Simple sugars in the diet are easily absorbed and um, can get converted into fat cells or simple sugars that float around in the bloodstream or the liver. And most human enzymes can convert starches into simple sugars too. So if you think you're doing great eating your starches, you may be converting that into sugar. But human enzymes fail to digest many dietary polysaccharides. This is where bacterial enzymes turn polysaccharides into digestible sources of energy, particularly monosaccharides and short-chain fat fatty acids. So polysaccharides can be both very, very beneficial for our health or they can affect us negatively. About 90% of gut bacteria are in one of two phyla or phylums and I've spoke about these before, bacteroides and firmicutes. Now, firmicutes are the ones I talk a lot more about. They're the ones we're trying to get rid of or control. Firmicutes are the ones that I spoke of on my Handbrakes to Health event last week. Firmicutes are what may be causing your progress to slow down or not happen the way you want it to. Firmicutes generate more energy than bacteroides. Um, And it's been shown that obese humans have relatively more firmicutes, um, the same as tests done on rodents with a high fat diet. So people and animals that are overweight have been shown to have a higher ratio of firmicutes. And firmicutes, we remember, because they don't make us firm and cute. They unfortunately make us fat and not so healthy. So... Um, When we look back at what I just said there, there have been experiments that suggest that the microbiota or the bacteria play a powerful um, part in obesity in mammals in humans and in animals. So um, two studies that one people are quite aware of is where um, gut bugs from obese mice and from lean mice were transplanted into germ-free lean mice all of whom had the same daily caloric intake. Over the next two weeks, the mice receiving the bugs from obese mice became obese, whereas those receiving uh, bugs from lean mice, they remained lean. And these bugs were in the phylum of Bacteroides and Firmicutes. Um, the next study was where gut bugs from conventionally raised farm animals were placed in the guts of lean germ-free mice without any increase in daily caloric intake. The body fat content of the animals, so of the lean germ-free mice, increased by 60% within 14 days and they developed insulin resistance now if that study doesn't make you rethink getting organic dairy and grass fed or pasture raised animals and eggs and wild animals while you can um i don't know what's going to sway you in that direction because that study alone blows my mind and these experiments or studies suggest that the composition of gut bacteria can in fact, influence obesity. Um, Then, um, conversely, when obese people resume um, diets and weight gain after a bout of weight loss, so what I'm getting at is, for example... If somebody goes on a ketogenic diet and they lose a lot of weight over a couple of weeks or a couple of months, when they resume to their previous diet, so they fall off the wagon and they gain weight, it's been shown that their ratios of Firmicutes increase. So they increase tenfold to even more than what they were before they started a ketogenic diet. And there's a few reasons for this. Um... And experiments suggest that the microbiome is a reflection of obesity and leanness. So the more bacteroides you have, the chances you're going to be leaner and stronger and healthier. The more Firmicutes you have, the chances you are going to be overweight, not looking so well, um, and struggling with your health. Um, so they're a reflection of obesity and leanness, but they're also a cause of it. Um, Also, low-grade gut inflammation caused by gut bacteria may increase the risk of obesity along with the risk of metabolic disease Um, because relatively high ratios of firmicutes to bacteroides not only influence carbohydrate metabolism or sugar metabolism, but also alter the production of short-chain fatty acids. in particular, acetate production is increased and butyrate production is decreased, and ideally, we want the opposite to happen. So, a recent study found that increased blood levels of acetate cause insulin resistance and increased production of uh, ghrelin, so your hunger hormone in your stomach, whereas lower butyrate levels in the gut encourage low inflammation, which helps prevent insulin resistance. In other words, the wrong gut bugs can make you hungry and cause insulin resistance, um, and the good gut bugs can do the opposite. Um, And that is including that the wrong gut bugs have been correlated with not only metabolic disease, diabetes, obesity, but also cardiovascular disease. So then when we look at where these bugs mostly reside in the gut, um, gut inflammation has got a big impact on metabolic disease and obesity and weight gain. So um, in rodent studies, inflammation weakens the epithelial tight junctions in the gut mucoccus mucosis so I always say these are like velcro junctions in between your cell walls on your gut and if they get damaged they allow entry of bacterial endotoxins and even food particles into your blood Um, and this is called metabolic endotoxemia and it can lead to increased activity of the innate immune system which then can lead to um, stress on the adrenals insulin resistance, and weight gain. So managing your gut and the gut bacteria is super important. Um, Just this last study before I stop, studies in humans also suggest a role for the gut bacteria in type 2 diabetes. Again, that brings us back to that insulin resistance and how we are metabolizing carbohydrates. Most studies have found that individuals with type 2 diabetes have a reduced abundance of butyrate-producing species, so that's your bacteroides, um, and there's another subset called acromenses, leading to low-grade inflammation in the gut. This has been found in people of different races and ethnicities Um, and even after controlling for the effect of medications like metform metformin excuse me on the gut microbiome. So this all correlates with having the correct ratios of good and bad bacteria in the microbiome or all over your body including in your gut can play a major major part in whether or not you are going to be overweight or if you're going to struggle with losing weight and also the associated health aspects to that. Um, Now what we spoke about at My event last week was some of the ways that we can kind of mitigate the effects of having, I suppose, um, the firmicutes kind of running rampant in our body. So we want to put some things into practice. We want to make sure that we're washing our hands regularly with soap, especially in the gym. There was a study that was done on a couple of gyms in America to kind of um, test the ratios of bacteria on equipment throughout the gym. And what they did find was that the highest ratios of firm acutes, those ones that make you fat and not so healthy the highest ratios were of them were found on treadmills and cross trainers specifically on the handles so if you are going to use those equipments make sure you don't touch the handles you shouldn't be in anyway because it's not doing you any favors and make sure that you're sterilizing and washing your hands thoroughly after Um, and then they found that the highest rates of bacteroides so those bacteria that make you lean and strong were found around the free weights and kettlebells so um, go over and play around with them as much as you can and just take advantage of having those strong lean bacteria there also we want to kind of manage any overrun or overgrowth of firmicutes or bad bacteria in the body. We want to keep things under control and we use the likes of vinegars and modbiotics for that. A lot of bitters, um, bitter teas, vinegar, bitter fruit, uh, lemons and limes are great for stuff like that, herbs and spices, Um, all this sort of stuff is at least going to take away this one handbrake or help you with this one handbrake that could be slowing down your results. Um, If you're looking for more information on modbiotics and um, stuff like that you can join my biohacking group and use the search bar in there just type in modbiotics and you'll get some information there too and a list of foods that you can actively incorporate into your diet to kind of help control those bad bacteria. But, um, oh, one last thing that I didn't mention, but it was kind of touched on a bit in the podcast, is firmicutes thrive on sugar. That feeds them. That's how they grow. Carbohydrates, sugar. If you pull away on sugar, firmicutes are going to cause you to crave more sugar. So just being aware of that. The more sugar that you feed them the more they're going to grow and duplicate and multiply. Um, So that's just something to bear in mind too. So over the Christmas, when you maybe are having some more carbs or sugars, make sure that you're integrating your vinegars throughout the day and some other bitter foods and bitter teas to mitigate the effects and put some sort of control in place. Okay, I hope you guys found this super helpful. I look forward to bringing you some new topics in the new year. Please do share with anyone that you feel may benefit. I try to keep these short and kind of as um, easy to understand as possible. Have an awesome Christmas, you guys, and I'll speak to you live in 2019. Okay, bye-bye, everyone. Take care.